With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good day to you. Welcome back to the Liz Wheeler Show. I'm Liz Wheeler. Today we're going to talk about Scott Adams. Scott Adams is the creator of the comic strip Dilbert. He's been completely canceled, apparently. That's what he's been told. Over 100 newspapers have decided to remove the comic strip, Dilbert, from their publications because they claim that Scott Adams went on a racist rant. So we're going to look at that video because it's very interesting to listen to what he says and why. He made the video in response to a Rasmussen poll that asked people whether it is okay to be white. 47% of black people, according to this Rasmussen poll, do not think it's okay to be white. So Scott Adams made a video in response to that. And now newspapers all across the country are pulling his comic strip, Dilbert, and trying to cancel him, calling him a racist and otherwise staging a character assassination. So we're going to talk about, well, we're going to listen to the video and we're going to analyze it piece by piece to answer the question, is Scott Adams a racist? Are the things he said racist? What prompted him to uh, say these things? And what is the bigger lesson here? Because let me tell you, my friends, there is something a little bit bigger at play. So let's get to it. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so we're going to talk about Scott Adams, the creator of the comic strip Dilbert, and his video. His video is very interesting. I watched the full context of it, and I want to break it down. Twitter has misrepresented this. Media Matters has misrepresented this. That's not really a surprise. But the reason I want to talk about this, even if you're not, even if you're not familiar with Scott Adams, even if you're not a fan, even if you've never watched his podcast, maybe you're a huge fan, maybe you're not, it doesn't matter because this whole controversy is a perfect illustration of something else that I've been wanting to talk to you about anyway. Um, so I thought, oh, this is a perfect example to not just talk about it hypothetically, but to be able to illustrate it in practicality. And to do that, I actually want to back up for a second. We'll get to the video with Scott Adams in just a second. But before we play that, before we analyze that, before we watch that, I want to show you another video. This video has nothing to do with, has nothing to do with Scott Adams, 
but you'll see why it's important to the conversation in a second. This is a woman by the name of Jen Wilkin. Jen Wilkin, again, if you don't know who Jen Wilkin is, that's okay. I'm not super fam- super familiar with her either. She's um, prominent in the evangelical world. She's I don't think she calls herself a, a woman pastor, but she calls herself a woman Bible teacher. And I think a lot of a lot of particularly moms listen to her. Christian moms listen to her teachings. And she a little clip of a video that she made. She was in a debate about the school systems, and a little clip of hers went wildly viral in which she said something that I could not disagree with more. So take a look at what she says. One of the things I would love to have entered into this conversation is that while I cannot tell you to put your children in public school, and certainly never would because there are so many factors that are at play, that it is important for us to understand that um, our decision regarding this and even our demeanor toward this has an impact on our community. It doesn't just impact our family. Uh, the most common phrase I hear thrown out in these conversations is, well, I just need to do what's best for my family. And I think that's something that as Christians we have to push back on. Um, Philippians tells us each of you should look not just to your own interests, but to the interests of others. And there's no such thing as a decision that's made just for our families. In fact, even having the gift of the decision at all means that you're a person with more choices than some people. And those who don't have a choice of where they will educate their children will be impacted by your presence, your adult parent presence, not being in the public schools because you've chosen to go somewhere else. Okay, yeah. So this video has gone very viral on Instagram. It's gone very viral on Twitter. And she's wrong for a couple of reasons. And it's important to point out why she's wrong because there's there's been something that's happened in the Christian movement in the past five or six years where some people who might have otherwise been solid Christians or solid Bible teachers have been infected by the same wokeism that's infected our public school systems, that infected, that's infected our medical community, that's infected uh, our corporations. This, this wokeism that is just Marxism, it is just socialism, but it's wrapped in, it's wrapped in a camouflage of something that sounds really good, that could be very appetizing. And this is a perfect example of that. So when she quotes Philippians, she's quoting Philippians 2.4, which says, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And she's using this as an example of, okay, well, you can't put your family first. You can't do something that's better for your children because there are other children who aren't able to enjoy that benefit because their families aren't able to make that same choice. That's essentially the point that she's making here. And I would respond to that, first of all, if we want to just do like tit-for-tat Bible verses, I would probably uh, respond with Matthew 18, 6, which says, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and be drowned in the depth of the sea. I would sit here and argue that if you're sending your child to public school, and I know some parents don't have a choice about it, and I'm sorry about that, and it's why I sit here every day and fight back against it. I would argue that if you send your child to public school, knowing what we know about the poisonous ideology of critical race theory that's infected public schools, the poisonous and destructive ideology of queer theory that's infected our public schools, the revisionist anti-American, anti-Christian narratives that permeate every subject, every topic, every class. 
in the public school system, then you are knowingly exposing your child to harm. You are knowingly exposing your child to an ideology that is atheistic. It's anti-God. And therefore, you are complicit in leading this child to sin, in which case, hashtag millstone. That's the first thing that I would say. Now, I don't want to sit here and, and sling Bible verses because that's not the point of me showing you this video. The point of this is that we have to identify what it is in public schools that make them bad, that make them something that parents aren't comfortable with, that make them something that's dangerous for children. Why is it that parents choose to send their children to Christian schools or to classical schools or choose to homeschool their children? Why is it that they don't want to send their children to public school? And the answer to that is it's not just that the outcome of the public school system academically is inferior. It is inferior, but that's not the real reason why. Because the outcome of public schools academically has been inferior for decades, and it hasn't caused a mass exodus of parents pulling their children out of the public school system, even though the academic outcome was inferior. It wasn't until parents were made aware of critical race theory and queer theory, the transgender ideology, and all of the racism that's happening in public schools where their children are taught you're racist if you're white, you're oppressed if you're black, and there's nothing you can do to escape this which we've assigned you, this racial animosity that we've assigned you based only on the amount of melanin in your skin. It wasn't until parents saw this that they said, well, wait a second, I don't want my child in there. I wanna take my child somewhere where they're not going to be told that they can go into a closet and come out a different gender, where the school administration is hiding from me as a parent if my child is, is transing. We know all of this, right? You and I, we sit here and we talk about it all the time. We see this all over social media. Um, however, however, when it's not just an academic outcome that's inferior, when it's this poisonous ideology, then you have to ask yourself, okay, well, what harm is it causing to my child to send them to this school? And that's what Jen Wilkin is missing here, that it's not just a matter of academic outcome. It's not a matter of what's the greatest good for the community because the greater good of the community is served if we eradicate these influences, this, this, this critical race theory, queer theory, transgender, Marxism, anti-Americanism from schools. Not if you send your child into the wolf's den. Not if, not, if you, not if you feed your child to these wolves because they might also have a positive impact on other people. What she's proposing is actually uh, a socialist Marxist idea that's wrapped up in a facade of Christian charity. The socialist Marxist idea is to use public schools as a place, obviously, to indoctrinate children, but to form children into the future uh, citizens or the future subjects, probably is more like it, the future subjects of a Marxist regime, to form them into godless Marxists. This is, this is the root of our education system. It might sound hyperbolic for me to say it, to listen to me say it, but if you look at the history, why was our public school system created? Who were the influences in building this system? Who are the educational influences today who are determining what schooling is, what curriculum is composed of? The answer to those questions are people with socialist and Marxist ideology. So what she's, what she's doing is she's accidentally or intentionally, I have no idea what her, what her personal ideology is. It, and this is what I mean by that. When we talked to James Lindsay, remember, about two weeks ago, and he was talking about the definition of wokeism and how wokeism operates in our country like a cult. It's a, it's a literal cult. And there's different levels in this cult. There's, there's the outsiders, who are the people that are ripe for indoctrination that leftists try to bring into the cult. Then there are the water carriers who've bought in 
but they don't know what they're buying into. These are the people that are like, oh, it's compassionate for me to use your neo pronoun. <laughs> These are the people that are like, oh yeah, my white privilege has, has, has caused oppression in our country. These people that are just dumb. They don't know what they're, they're saying. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what, what this um, cult that they're serving, they don't know what's at the center of it. And then you have the ideologues in the cult, the academics, and then you have like the true leaders of the cult. So I have no idea where Jen Wilkin falls in this hierarchy of this cult. Most likely she's a water carrier, um, but even water carriers are free propaganda for the cult of woke. And that's what she's doing is she's propagating this, she's propagating this narrative that Christians have an obligation to send their children to public school if they can, because it's for the greater good of the community to have their positive presence and your positive presence in the public school system versus sending them to um, private school. All of this, by the way, is 100% pertinent to what we're going to talk about uh, regarding Scott Adams and the Dilbert comic strip being canceled out of all these newspapers and this racist ideology that has pervaded our country to the point where 47% of black people don't think it is, quote unquote, okay to be white. I had to do the math myself when I read that. I saw a headline about it. I heard this Rasmussen poll being discussed, and I thought, surely that's not correct. So I, I go and I look at it, and I read the methodology, and I'm counting it up, and I'm like, well, you look at that. It, 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 that actually is the outcome of this poll. So this, what I'm talking about with Jen Wilkin and this public school system is pertinent to this. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So, first we have the Jen Wilkin video, and then I want to show you this second video. This video. Um, is something to behold. This video is a um, video survey of people where every person in this video interview was asked the same question. The people were asked, what are white people superior at? And this is what the subjects, in this case, these were black people, what they answered. What are white people superior at? <laughs> what exactly are white people superior at? They're real good at violence. Violence? Genocide. It's like stealing people's lives just because they feel like it. If you are white and you know this is happening and you say nothing, then you're a killer too. What exactly are white people superior at? Insecurity. Pretending. Fear. Being fearful of nothing. Being ignorant. Blame. Letting their egos control their every move. Superior at being dicks. 
What exactly are white people superior at? Oppression. Gaslighting. Lack of empathy. Intellectualizing oppression. Did I say oppression? What exactly are white people superior at? Taking what's not there. Taking shit. Taking our ideas. Copycatting. Gentrification. Appropriating things that do not belong to them. Taking over other people's cultures and making you believe that they invented it. Maybe they're thinking of it as repurposing. It's like recycle and repurpose. As my grandma was saying, them white folk, they'll take it if you don't copyright it. They are very good at destruction of land, destruction of people, destruction of humanness. Republican, whether you're Democrat, whether you're conservative, like white people are really good at upholding white supremacy. How about claiming that, you know, they are actually a whole separate race when actually white DNA comes from the black female. So what exactly are white people superior? Honey, lying, stealing, and cheating. Manipulation. Withholding information. Lying. Telling lies. Imagine if this were black people saying these things about Jews. Imagine if these were white people saying these things about black people. In either of those two scenarios, the response, even from the left, would be, wow, that's incredibly racist. That's shocking. It's so racist. It's virulently racist. It's not just a negative stereotype. It's an accusation of horrendous evil against an entire race of people based only on the color of their skin. And it's false. It's not true. This, what you're looking at here, is an ideology that has permeated our country. This ideology, what we just watched, that's critical race theory. That is racialized Marxism. It's evil. Every one of us who listened to that or watched it know, know what it is when we hear it. It's wrong. It's racist. It's, it's so awful. And this is what's being taught to our children in the public school system. This is critical race theory. So now, we get to Scott Adams, the creator of the Dilbert cartoon strip. He responded, he did a whole episode of his show responding to the Rasmussen poll that I mentioned that said that 47% of black people don't think it's okay to be white. I have to imagine that those 47% of black people, um, the video that we just watched, that's a pretty good representation of if 47% of black people don't think it's okay to be white, what does that mean? What, is it, what does that mean? That, that in and of itself is such a grisly racist view that that's a pretty good visual, visual illustration of what it would mean if you don't think it's even okay to be white. It's just, it's just racism corrupted to the core. So Scott Adams did a video calling out black people uh, who refuse to say it's okay to be white, and it's, it's a pretty bombastic video. It's a very controversial video. Um, he's suffered serious repercussions for it. So I want to watch it with you and then I want to analyze it bit by bit, piece by piece, um, because it all fits into the same big picture. Let's take a look at it. So if, if you know, nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people, according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll, uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group. And I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, you know, based on 
the current way things are going. The best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the f*** away. Wherever you have to go, just get away. Because there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed. Right, this can't be fixed. You just have to escape. So that's what I did. I went to a neighborhood where you know, I have a very low black population. Because unfortunately, the, you know, there's a high correlation between the density. And this is according to Don Lemon, by the way. Um, so here I'm just quoting Don Lemon when, when he notes that the, when he lived in a uh, mostly black neighborhood, there were a bunch of problems that he didn't see in white neighborhoods. So even Don Lemon sees a big difference in your own quality of living based on where you live and who's there. So I, I think it makes no sense whatsoever as a uh, white citizen of America to try to help black citizens anymore. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's no longer a rational impulse. And so I'm, I'm going uh, to back off from being helpful to black America because it doesn't seem like it pays off. Like I've been doing it all my life and I've been, the only outcome is I, be, I get called a racist. That's the only outcome. <laughs> it makes no sense to help black Americans if you're white. Uh, the, the, it's over. Don't, don't even think it's worth trying. Totally not trying. And there we go. You didn't expect that today, did you? <laughs> but those who don't want to focus on education, you just need to get away from them. Just get as much distance as you can. That's my recommendation. Um, and I'm also really sick of seeing video after video of black Americans beating up non-black citizens. Um, you know, I realize it's anecdotal, and it you know, doesn't give me a, a full picture of what's happening, but every damn day I look on social media and there's some black person beating the shit out of some white person. I'm kind of over it. I'm over it. Right? So I, I quit. Okay. So this video, clearly a controversial video. I think anybody who watches it or listens to it can see that. It caused, and let me look at this list because I want to get it exactly right. The Washington Post, USA Today, all of USA Today holdings, the LA Times, the Chicago Tribune, the New York Times International version, because I guess New York Times International is the only part of their apparatus that carries his comic strip. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the Boston Globe, and hundreds of other newspapers to cancel Scott Adams by unpublishing or refusing to continue publication of his Dilbert cartoon strip. They said, nope, we're done. You're a racist. We're not going to publish your work, this cartoon that you founded anymore. Um, it's over. And they, they are trying to completely ostracize him. They are trying to actually cancel him. They're trying to deprive him of money and livelihood because they disagree with what's in that video. And the reason that they disagree is because they say that it is racist. So a couple of things before we even get to the question of, is Scott Adams a racist? Because we're going to address that. We're going to talk about every little bit of what he said here. I want to make sure that it's very clear that what Scott Adams is doing is he's putting on a performance. Everybody who has any kind of show or broadcast is putting on a performance. And remember what Scott Adams' specialty is. His specialty is satire. He writes a comic strip. Satire is contrasting a bit of reality in a hyperbolic way 
but doing so in a very understated, deadpan presentation. That's essentially what satire or a comic strip is. But what I just described, this contrasting a little bit of reality in a very hyperbolic way, but doing it in an understated, deadpan way, that's also exactly how Scott Adams presented that. And the purpose of comedy isn't just to make us laugh. The purpose of comedy is to make people think, or sometimes to make people uncomfortable to think about an issue in a different way. So I have no idea what the intent, what Scott Adams' intention was, but when I watch a video, I think it's very important to understand who the person is and how they operate. In this case with Scott Adams, because he had a very public life, because his life's work is in satire and comedy, um, because he has a podcast and this is how he talks on his podcast, it's, I think it gives us a little bit of insight into what point he might be trying to make and whether he's correct or not. So the million dollar question that we need to get out of the way first is, is Scott Adam a racist? Scott Adams a racist. Some of the stuff that he said in this video, don't live near black people, get the heck away. That's pretty, that's pretty extreme stuff. So my pronouncement is that Scott Adams was not racist in this video. Extreme, sure, but that's very different than racist. And the reason that I say extreme but not racist is because what he's talking about, getting the, getting the heck away, is not getting the heck away from black people is what he said, is not because the people are black. It's not because of the color of their skin. That would be racism. If you were stereotyping every single black person or thinking them, thinking of them in a demeaning way, thinking they were lesser because of the color of their skin. And he's not. He's saying based on this Rasmussen poll that shows that 47% of black people don't think it's okay to be white. He said, okay, well then, um, I don't wanna be near these people. That's the context for him calling black people a hate group. He didn't even call all black people a hate group. He called those 47% of black people who don't think it's okay to be white a hate group. And in that, in that context, explained in that way, I actually agree with him. That's correct. If it was any other demographic of any other race, any other people who believed that kind of racial inferiority ideology, we would of course label that to be, even the Southern Poverty Law Center would label that to be a hate group. If you had white people saying that about Jews, that it's not, it's not okay for, to be Jewish, you'd say, oh, that's a hate group. If you had white people saying that about black people, you'd be like, oh, that's a white nationalist hate group. But suddenly, because black people are saying it about white people and Scott Adams is saying, well, that makes, that makes those black people a hate group, he's the one who gets canceled. This is where the ideology that has permeated our public school systems is coming to fruition. The poisonous fruit is finally ripe, and this is what it is begetting in our nation. So again, is Scott Adams racist in this video? No, because what he's saying is to separate from people who ideologically think it is not okay for you to exist based on the color of your skin. He is not saying because of the color of somebody else's skin that, um, that they should be separated from you. It's the difference between a behavioral choice these 47% of black people are making a behavioral choice versus something inherent about them or their character or their bodies based on the color of their skin. 
So that's the first thing. Now, the second thing I disagree very strongly with Scott Adams on, and that is his prescription. When he says, don't, don't associate with these people, don't live near them, move away from them, that's, that's what I would call a reaction. It's actually not even a prescription. That is a reaction, and it is not a good reaction. It's not a properly ordered reaction. It's actually very similar to what we were talking about last week, um, that w- this debate that was happening among conservatives about a national divorce, a national divorce being the idea that conservatives congregate in red states, liberals congregate in blue states, and maybe we even divide the country in two so that we don't have to live next door to the leftists who think we as conservatives or Christians are evil. In fact, uh, Jesse Kelly, who was on the opposite side of the debate on the national divorce, he and I did a, did a debate on his show actually on it, if you haven't seen that, highly recommend it. I always enjoy going on his show, but that was, we generally agree on a lot of things, but we strongly disagree on a national divorce. So we both made our case. And I'd like to think that my case, that, that I came out on top, just objectively, since I got every point right, but you'll have to decide that for yourself. Um, Jesse Kelly says, I don't want to live near or with or around people who hate me. He's like, we should separate so that we can hate each other from a distance. Now, I think that this is the, the idea of a national divorce politically wouldn't work for a million reasons. Secession never works. It would cause bloodshed. I would never allow the United States to be broken in that way. It also, from a practical standpoint, the reason the left hates us is because they're infected with this Marxist, this neo-Marxist ideology. And the neo-Marxist ideology is an imperialist ideology, meaning they don't want to have their own views and practice their own religion and live according to their own lifestyles in their own homes. They just want us to leave them alone. No, 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 no. They are coming after our families. They're trying to indoctrinate our children in schools. They're trying to separate parents from their children. They're trying to queer our children. They're using everything from books to movies to school to Hollywood to TikTok to do this. So even if we gave away half of our states, which I would never be willing to do, that wouldn't stop these neo-Marxists from coming after us. They would just still come after us and our families, and they'd now have all all of this geography that we'd given them. And that's the, that's the other thing. It's not just geography, right? There's, in blue states, in California, for example, almost half of the population, it was like five, or five million of the voters in the California recall against Newsom voted to recall Newsom. So if you gave California to the left, you'd also be giving five million Republicans to radical leftists. I'm not willing to do that. So all of that to say, we covered that in long form last week. If you want to go watch the national divorce episode, highly recommend it, because I think this conversation about national divorce is going to stick around, and I reject it. I think you should reject it too. But what Scott Adams is proposing here, when he says white people shouldn't get near black people, he's actually proposing the exact same thing. He is proposing a national divorce. And yes, he's laying it along racial lines, but not because of some inherent belief about white people based on the color of their skin or some inherent belief about black people based on the color of their skin. He is talking about a national divorce along racial lines because that Rasmussen poll shows that almost half of black people have embraced this neo-Marxist critical race theory ideology that teaches that white people, even if you have no personal animosity animosity towards someone of another race, even if you don't feel any demeaning thoughts towards someone else, even if your actions are pure, even if you're politically genuinely a supporter of equal protection under the law, equality, it doesn't matter, the left tells you. It doesn't matter according to critical race theory because critical race theory teaches that if you are white, you enjoy white privilege because everything you do, 
everything you are, everything you enjoy, everything you achieve was built on the shoulders of white supremacy that came before you. So it's inescapable. You're irredeemable. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how you behave. It doesn't matter anything about your character, your behavior, even your politics. It only matters because the left wants to blame you for the sins of people who lived hundreds of years ago. When you weren't there, you weren't involved, you don't act according to their beliefs, you probably repudiate those beliefs. But what we're seeing from the left, these 47% of black people are embracing that view that I just described, that white people today are inherently racist. What did the people in that video say when they were asked what white people are superior at? Oppression? Violence? This stuff is nasty stuff. This is critical race theory. This is critical race theory. So no, I, I understand Scott Adams, where he's coming from. It's a shocking statistic to hear that 47% of black people don't think it's okay to be white. That's shocking. If you hear that and you, just, you can just gloss over it and shrug it off, then you need to pay better attention. But the vast majority of us sit here and they're like, no way. No way is that true. And it is. We actually have, we actually have the, um, the tweet from Rasmussen itself. We could put that on the screen. I want to show this because it says, Black Americans only. It's okay to be white. 53% agree, but 26% disagree and 21% are not sure. That 26 plus 21%, that's what equals 47%. And then they say Black people can be racist too. 76% of, of Black people agree with that, but 27% of Black people Disagree, 8% are not sure. So 35% of black people don't think that black people can be racist. This is critical race theory. This in critical race theory, we've gone over it a hundred times. Critical race theory is the grandchild of critical theory, which is a Marxist ideology from the Frankfurt School in, in Germany. So it's shocking to hear this. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on the first TV. Watch the first on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. So Scott Adams gets the diagnosis correct that a, a very poisonous ideology has not only permeated our country, but it has been embraced by nearly half of black people in our nation. Black people have been specifically targeted by this ideology, and we're seeing the fruits of it. We're seeing this, this manifest in their beliefs about white people. That diagnosis is correct. Diagnosing people who, especially if it's a cohort of people, meaning half of black people, who believe these utterly racist things about white people, diagnosing that as a hate group 
is accurate. Doesn't mean that every black person is part of this, of course, of course not. Um, but the people who buy into that, that's certainly a hate group. And the standard, any other group of people who believed the same thing about any other group of people of other skin colors would, of course, be labeled a hate group. That's not even a controversial point to make. That's, I, I, that's, it's inarguable. It's obvious. It's an extremely mundane point to make. The national divorce that Scott Adams is proposing is a bad idea for all of the reasons that we talked about last week why a political national divorce is a stupid idea. Well, a national divorce based on ideology that also has a racial element, the, the, the racialized Marxism, that's a terrible idea as well. Um, and the point, the point that he makes at the very end of that video when he says, I quit, I'm not going to do anything else to help benefit the black communities in our country, I thought that was an extremely interesting point because he's obviously trying to be bombastic, even though he says it in a very deadpan way. Um, and it's very interesting because it highlights something. It highlights that in the past 25 years, probably even more than that, right? In the past 25 years specifically, there has been an incredible amount of political capital and political effort put towards um, improving the situation or ostensibly improving the situation of black people in our country, whether it's more opportunities, whether it's more money in failing urban schools that are majority black, whether it's DEI, all of these different, all of these different things, affirmative action, all of these different things have been the priority of Democrats for the past several decades. And I liked this point the best of any point that he made because essentially you're left to wonder, well, did any of those things actually work? Did they, A, do anything to heal the racial divide in our nation? The answer to that is clearly no. Look at where we are, probably more racially divided than we've been in a really long time. And then B, has the situation of black people in our nation improved? Their educational outcomes, have those improved? The, the, the unemployment numbers, have those improved? Have the quality of life of black people, has the black community um, increased in prosperity in the last couple decades? And interestingly, the answer to that is no, which means that the Democrat policies, affirmative action, DEI, even the idea of reparations, which is kind of what affirmative action was supposed to be, right? It was supposed to be um, an unfair advantage as reparation for unfair discrimination that black people had faced in the past. But all of these things have not improved the overall situation whether that's socioeconomic status, whether that's crime rate, whether that's drug use, whether that's gang life, whether that's out of wedlock births, it hasn't improved any of these metrics in among the black community. So why should politicians continue to give our money to these specific causes in the name of helping black people when we've now seen that it doesn't help black people? In fact, while we have been giving our money to causes politicians claim help black people, even though the causes don't actually do anything to improve the lives of black people in our country, black people have simultaneously been indoctrinated in critical race theory, which has turned them against white people on the basis of skin color. This is, this is pretty nasty stuff that we're seeing happen in this country right now. So now we circle back all the way to that original video by Jen Wilkin, where she said, parents, Christian parents, it's your obligation, this is a paraphrase of course, it's your obligation to send your children to public school for the good of the community, for the greater good, because it's not biblically proper, she falsely says, to only think of your family first. 
You have to think about the greater good because that's what it says in Philippians. Ignoring, of course, what it says in Matthew. Again, not going to get into slinging Bible verses. But here's what I would say. This insidious ideology takes root in our public schools. That's where it is first planted in the hearts and in the minds of children, where they're told that you can't escape a racial identity or an identity based on race that the left has invented, that the left has told you if you're black, this is what you must act like. This is what you must believe. This is who you must vote for. This is how you must hate people of other skin colors. And white people are told you are bad, you are evil because of your parents and your grandparents and your great-grandparents, even if none of those people did anything wrong because of the color of skin of your family, your ancestors, you're an irredeemable oppressor. This is what our children are being taught in public schools. For the greater good is abolishing that system that teaches children, that corrupts children, that leads to everything we saw in this episode, that leads to 47% of black people not thinking it's okay to be white, for, to black people saying that, what are white people superior at? Oppression and violence and lying and manipulation and copyright violations and stealing and cheating. Horrendous accusations based only on the color of someone's skin. Do not send your child to public school. Get your kid out of public school. If you care about the, about the community, you will raise your children, shielding them from the evil of this ideology for their own sake, because you're their parent, and of course you should put your children first, your family first. I'm not even addressing that point because it's so ridiculous. But also, because if you form your children well and shield them from that evil, they will then be deputized to go out and fight against the system that is, yes, still indoctrinating children who don't have a choice and have to go to those public schools. It's not a complicated, it's not a complicated scenario here. It's not complicated at all. In fact, it's the one time it made me wonder if this woman knows more about the ideology that she's preaching than she claims to, if this wasn't just silly ignorance, but something deeper, because it's so obvious that you would not send your child in the middle of a drug den just because that Christian child might expose those drug dealers, those drug traffickers to some good, you wouldn't send your child there. Why? Because it would be harmful for your child. And you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that saying, well, just the exposure to the Christian gospel might, might be advantageous to those criminals, those drug addicts. No, you wouldn't do that. That's a ridiculous proposition. You wouldn't um, send your child to a gay orgy to preach the gospel either. You wouldn't go to a gay orgy to preach the gospel as an adult in case she comes back and says, well, I'm not suggesting the children's presence there benefits, but the adult presence. You wouldn't go there either. We don't send pastors to gay orgies. <laughs> Why? Because it's harmful. It's evil. And we don't surround ourselves and put ourselves in the midst of evil to fight back against that evil. And we can go on and on here. You also wouldn't send your child to a KKK meeting. You wouldn't go to a KKK meeting, even if those people would benefit from hearing reality spoken. You wouldn't, as a Christian, go and openly preach the gospel in front of the Chinese Communist Party, either knowing that they would shoot you if you did, disappear you, send you to a labor camp if you did. Why? Because it's obvious that you should protect yourself and your children, your family from harm first. And by doing that, you are serving the public good. You're serving the public good 
the, the best way to serve the public good actually is putting your children and your family first. Otherwise, what happens is the intentional chaos sowed by the left using racialized neo-Marxist ideology that has that begins in public school and ends with all of this. Thanks for watching today. Thanks for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.